0: All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, Jeff Hartman here, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for part two of the Steelers preview podcast. It's Ravens hate week, as we like to call it, or maybe it's just me. I don't know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm here with Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer, and Dave Schofield, the other co-editor. Let's get right into things. Flash 23 gave us $5 in the tip chart. He said, guys, why did the Steelers get away from play action and the run in the second half of the game last Sunday, knowing they had to eat up clock with the lead? Let's talk quickly about last week and the second half mainly, where they only put up three points. Why do you think they got away from a play action approach or a passing approach, Dave? You said you want to go first here.
1: Oh, I have the answer to this. Go ahead. It was sent to me by one Jeffrey Benedict. Okay, go for it. Okay, this was an interesting stat that he said. Here are the runs. He did this. He didn't break it up by half, but he did it by by which number they ran. And it's not that the Steelers gave up on the run it's they weren't doing it nearly as effective because in Connor's first 10 runs, he had 58 yards. That's, you know, 5.8 a carry. That includes that minus 10 nonsense throw from Ben. That uh, counted as a rush. He had six. Gosh, he that had, play. You always I bring know, that up. Yeah. Well, I just had to put it out there. Well, Jeffrey had that written there too. The wild cat, how
2: wildcat Buffalo.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh man. All right. You weren't sitting next to him, Jeff. All right. So here
1: we go. Uh, in those first 10 runs, six of them went for five yards or more. So 60% of his runs, you know, even more than that, if you take away that, never mind. Okay. But then in rushes 11 through 15, he had 13 yards with only two of them going for more than five. And then in rushes 16 to 20, he went 11 yards with only one of them going over to five. They just weren't running the ball as effectively in the second half. And it's great to say, well, you want to keep running and, and and keep the clock going, but if I mean, we don't want the R R P P all all this all second half. You don't want to run for one yard, run for no gain. Oh, now we got to pass on third and nine, and they're going to send everybody, and you got to and you have to throw it quick. So you're running, you're throwing a three yard pass, and he's only getting six yards, and then you got to punt the ball away. So you've got to do what you got to do to. to you want to control the clock, you got to move the chains. And if you can't yeah. move the change running the ball anymore, then you got to do whatever you got to do to move the chains.
0: Let's also not forget that for whatever reason, Ben Roethlisberger does not like to play action pass that much anymore. No. Some say that he doesn't like to turn his back to the play. I don't know. He did it, he's done it a couple times this year, but not as much as early in his career. But especially when they're running the ball well. I think Flash, who gave us the donation there, he he brings up a good point. If you if they're expecting the run, they're gonna come in on the run on the they're gonna, you know, bite on that play action pass. Brian, what are your thoughts on that?
2: You know, they could bite on that. Um, I know that uh, Ben Roethlisberger doesn't want to turn his back. I have heard that as well. You know, I'd, I'd kind of like to see the play action a whole little bit more, but he's still making it work. So, you know, I really don't think that's too much of an option. All right.
0: We have a couple uh super chats to get to here. Aaron puts $5 in and says, who would you rather play as strictly a passer, RG3 or a Lamar Jackson? Brian, we'll start with you. Just a passer,
2: not a runner. You know, I still want to play uh I still want to play RG3 because I I really trust Lamar Jackson in some spots because he gets it to that tight end real well and he always seems to find Marquise Hollywood Brown against the Steelers. I think he's more dangerous on the long ball than RG3 is. Dave, thoughts? I th- I honestly I would rather go up
1: against RG three as a passer because I think Lamar Jackson actually sees and dissects the field better. Not that he does it great, but I still think it's better than RG3. I think that was one of his, you know, ultimately why he didn't last longer than what he did. That and they tried to play him when he was really injured.
0: <laughs> we forgot that little caveat. Yeah. Thanks, Washington. <laughs> Thanks, Shannon. Yeah. Um I will say that I'll probably I would say as a passer who I would want to go against. So when they're not able to run the ball, I'll mm-hmm. take Lamar Jackson. I've seen so mm-hmm. many yeah. passes that you're like, wait, what? That's the envy. That's most valuable player? Really? That I have mm-hmm. seen a lot of those living in Maryland when you uh, watch the Ravens when the Steelers are maybe playing in the late game. C.T. Pittman, 499, we appreciate it. He says, if the Steelers win this game, everyone, in all caps, yeah, everyone, better give us our respect. So tired of people saying Steelers win, but... It's like James Conner. Like I always said, he's the ultimate butt guy. No, I'm not talking mm-hmm. about preference in other ways. I'm talking about, well, James Conner is great, but he always gets hurt, and but he does that. But it's, it's the Steelers are the same way. They're the most hated team in the NFL. Everyone hates Pittsburgh. Who cares? All right. They Dave, only hate you because they want to be you. That's right. That's right. All right, Dave, why don't you go through the injury report as of Thursday? Remember this is for those listening in podcast platform and it, this show doesn't get published till twelve o'clock noon on Friday. We record it Thursday night, so this is a Thursday injury report. Dave, go ahead.
1: All right. So there was a lot of players that came back today, a lot, which is was which was to be expected, of course. All the non-injury related stuff. The um, the two biggest things of concern was Derek Watt went in the wrong direction. He went from a full to a limited. But I don't know. That might have just been, hey, you had a big day yesterday. Let's ease you off a little bit today, and we'll get you back full tomorrow. We don't know what they are thinking. Um, Mike Hilton came back limited after not playing yesterday. So that could be a good progression. It's going. To, both of those guys has everything to do with tomorrow. Uh, the players that did not play was Jordan Dangerfield with the quadricep, got that feeling that was going to be the case from Tomlin's press conference on Tuesday, along with Chris Wormley with a knee. The one that is concerning, this is the one that, once again, we're not talking starters here, but the reason this is concerning is that Ulysses Gilbert III ends up on the injury report with a back issue. And the reason you don't want to hear that he went from not on the injury report to a not, plan- not practicing today because of a back issue is because, what was that week six? six or seven last it's year. About I can't that. remember about that. that he, that he ended up on injured reserve for the season with a back injury. So you have to ask yourself, it does that have to do with the same injury he had last year? And has this been a little bit of a nagging issue as to maybe why we haven't seen him as much in 2020? Who knows?
0: But do you want to go into Baltimore? Oh, we
1: can do, do go to Baltimore. Yeah, do the Baltimore yeah. to do, I didn't know if you wanted to stop. And, no, no, no. We'll um, go over and, both. And go. Okay, well, so this is just today's. Once again, no Mark Ingram for the second second day in a row with an ankle. Jimmy Smith, cornerback, uh, went from limited yesterday to not playing big today
2: with an Achilles. he's
1: he's what he's their slot guy right now.
2: Yes, yeah, because he's a he's of, big slot guy. He's yeah. there.
0: He's there. Mike Hilton, basically. He's
1: six so two. um yeah. then. The only other person who didn't practice was nose tackle Brandon Williams, but it was not injury related, right. and then limited with an abdomen was linebacker defensive back Anthony Levine. Um, so yeah, that is everyone else, like Marlon Humphrey, was back to full after yeah. an illness, um, and that's you know pretty much. There's
0: it. two names on that list, and that is Jimmy Smith and Ingram. Yes. and those are big, big names. If they're both out for this week that's going to have some major repercussions on how this game is going to play out. It's not that JK Dobbins and Gus. Is it Gus Edwards? Is that his name? The other running back. It's not that they can't handle the load, but there is a difference when Mark Ingram's in there, he's like the hammer on that offense when they're running the football. Well, he's a downhill guy, tough to bring down JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Mm -hmm. I mean, Gus Edwards had a good game against Pittsburgh last year in week 17, but ah, oh, man, I just think that I like the Steelers' run defense even more if Ingram is not in the lineup. And I know that Lamar is athletic, and I know that they can still run the football. But, Brian, when you see this injury report, regardless of which side, what are your thoughts?
2: I think it's disconcerting on both sides, and I actually will disagree with you guys on the Anthony Levine thing. I uh, He's uh, he's picked off Ben twice, I believe. I am trying to remember who he was. Yeah, he was uh, back in that – when they were plummeting back in 2018, he had a really big game against them. I think he had two turnovers on that Monday, on that Sunday night game. And uh, he's really tough on that defense as well. He's kind of a hybrid linebacker and a defensive back as well. But Jimmy Smith, that's a huge deal if you're a Steelers fan. Because like I mentioned before, the fact that he's 6'2", you, men- you guys mentioned he plays on the slot. That's a... Uh, That's a pretty big guy playing there. That secondary is pretty tough because you've got Marlon Humphreys. You've got Marcus Peters and Jimmy Smith with Jimmy Smith being out. That kind of helps the Steelers situation as well. On the other side of the ball, when you're looking at UG three, like Dave mentioned, that is a big deal because you're dealing with depth issues at that inside linebacker position. So you're running out of guys. And if he is not going to be there, you're awfully thin there, man,
0: really thin. Dave, thoughts on the injury report? I mean, kind of gave your thoughts. Anything that you didn't mention?
1: Um, I, I, you know, me. You look at the trend, and you have a pretty good idea. Last week, I basically called what it was going to be. I think when UG three is the mystery. Yeah, I don't know what to do there. So. But- I can, well, I'll, i bet you there's no Jordan Dangerfield and no Chris. No, Warmer. no, so no, uh, what what's your gut on Hilton? My gut on Hilton is only limited today. It's going to be all about tomorrow. He could be, he could be the first, the Steelers have only designated people as out.
0: Right. No question. So far,
1: yet. no questionables yet. He, I would not be shocked if he's a questionable.
0: Okay, but it
1: just seems like the Steelers want to know who's going to be there and who's not. You think so uh,
0: with Watt being downgraded to full from limited, you think he's out
1: this week? Um, no, I'm not sure about that one. Like I said, it could have just been like, "Hey, we'll work, we we do not want to work you three straight days, really tough. So we're going to work you. Okay. We're going to work you hard Wednesday, work you hard Friday, and kind of let you take some stuff off on on Thursday, just to make sure you're okay. So. Like it, with him, it'll really be about tomorrow. See,
0: that's a big one for me because if you lose Dangerfield, who's your special teams captain, we know that Derek Watt is a really good special teams player. And so if you lose Dangerfield and you gain Watt, I feel like that kind of offsets each other. But at the same time, you lose them both. Now all of a sudden, your special teams. And, and that's an area that against Pittsburgh, let's be honest, they've been burned on special teams a lot by the Ravens throughout the years. Um, So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out.
2: Anything Dad? Brian? You good? Now I'm really good on that. I uh, I just feel that uh, if Watt is out, that you're going to see some more uh, packages with uh, Henry Mondo in there.
0: Old Mondo. I'm not sure they should, unless it's in the goal yeah. line. But we'll <laughs> we'll but, see. But you may, you may. You're right. You may. Let's get into X factors. Yeah, let's get into X factors. We're going to do an offensive X factor and a defensive X factor. If you've never listened to this podcast before or watched this podcast. Basically, we take a player that we think is going to be a very important piece of the puzzle for the Steelers in that in their position, at their role, on that side of the field, whatever. Let's start on defense. Let's go with defense first. Brian, who's
2: your defensive X factor in this game in Week 8? Old-fashioned Fidarius Terrell Edmonds. Mm. I think he is going to be a big deal this week. Uh, I think You've been predicting a pick, and it hasn't happened yet. I don't even know if it's – I'm almost done predicting the picks because he's not – he's really not the splash play guy anymore. But you're not going to get picks from him, but you're getting a whole lot more. So it's time to uh, get off of his back and realize that he's a big part of that defense. I think the fact (laughs) you've got G3 possibly out and the fact that he's going to have to move up in there a little bit. He's very good against the run. He had that key sack against Denver – I really think he's going to come and play big, have a lot of tackles, and he's going to be responsible over the middle too, because there's a guy that uh, that really worries me streaking down the field in the middle of that field, and it's Hollywood Brown.
1: Oh, I, th- I thought it was Frank the Tank who was going streaking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Frank. All right,
0: before we get to Dave's X-Factor, mm-hmm. defensive X-Factor, Felicia puts $5 in the tip jar, says the injury report is smoke and mirrors or eye candy. The Browns did, did that, and everyone played. We need Ray Ray to have a beast of a game on punt returns. Oh, Ray Ray McLeod. There you go. Good one. Felicia. I like that. Dave defensive X factor for you.
1: Well, I was trying to think about it. I'm like, I think Brian's going to take one of two guys. So I'll take the other. And he did. He took one of the two I was thinking of with Terrell Edmonds, which was, which is if if he can do what he's done so far and so well this year, I'm tired of people harping on Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds has been playing great this year. Watch the games. He's been taking out the tight ends from the other teams. If you get him taking out Mark Andrews, that's a great thing. So my X factor is going to be Vince Williams shutting down that run game.
0: For me, what I'm about to say is not cutting on this player at all. I do not want it to come off as such. But there's going to come a game where Mr. Cameron Hayward is going to have to do his best wreck it, Impersonation and I really don't feel like we've seen it yet. I really don't. Do you guys agree? We haven't had that dominant Cam Hayward performance where he's living in the backfield, getting a couple sacks. We haven't seen it yet.
1: We haven't seen it when he's with Stefan. To it, that's what happened. It happened last year after two went out. What's the deal? Come on, Cam. Why don't well, you go to it?
0: This is the game, Cam. Yeah, this is the game. You stuff the middle, you shove the guard or whoever you're over top of on that particular play back into Lamar Jackson's lap. We know Watt and Dupree are going to be on the outside, and you suffocate him. That's how you handle Lamar Jackson. If you get the bookends that cone him in and the interior collapses, he can go nowhere. This is a game that Cam Hayward, I think, especially in run defense too. I don't want to yeah. negate that part of it, but yeah. I would love to see Cam have a wreck it game. We know when wreck Ralph comes out, that is Cam Hayward, that it is an exciting thing. I am thinking Cam Hayward is the guy this week. He's due. I think
2: he's yeah. due. Let's go to the offensive side of the ball. Brian, offensive X Factor. What do you got? I'm going to go with James Connor this week. I think Jimmy he, C. I think Jimmy C <laughs> needs to go ahead and uh help Ben set up the uh set up the pass a whole lot more this week. You're uh you're dealing with like we talked about before, so a great secondary here too. This is a fantastic secondary. Jimmy C is gonna need to throw these guys off. Dave, offensive X factor, he got.
1: Very simple. Ben Roethlisberger, got to take care of the ball.
0: Yeah, you got to take care of the ball. Can't have a repeat of last week with three picks. I'm going to go with a Mr. Um... What is it, uh, Canadian Bacon Tron or yeah. something, uh, Mister oh, Chase? That was gonna be my other one, Chase Claypool.
2: Canadian Bacon Tron.
0: <laughs> I don't like the Maple Tron nickname. I don't like it at all. I think it's kind of corny. Um, so
2: I know, I know.
0: Canadian Bacon might be even better. Um, we'll try that one. I'll send an email. <laughs> um. So for me, I think this is a game, you know, Chase Claypool, they might be sleeping on him. Juju Smith-Schuster told media earlier this week, he thinks Marlon Humphrey is going to follow him. And if that's the case, that means that they're designating him as the number one. And Deontay Johnson has to be the number two. And so maybe Peters is on him. But if Marlon Humphrey's following Juju everywhere, you better put him in the slot. And if Humphrey's follows him to the slot, Claypool better be out wide, whether it's your X or Z, doesn't matter. And he should be at a feast on his matchup. This is a game I felt it before against Philly. I think this is a game where people might be sleeping on Claypool, thinking that that, that one performance and really the two performances, because he played well against Cleveland as well. Uh, and the week after they might be thinking, ah, it's kind of flash in the pan. I don't think so. I think this is a statement game for him. They're going to look to get the ball to Canadian Bacontron early and often book it. There you go. That's my X factor on offense. Cause if they can get him going, that that offense is going to follow suit. Let's go with some uh, over-under. Y'all ready?
2: I love over-under.
0: Over-under. Here we go. All right. Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger touchdowns thrown one and a half. Over-under. Brian, go ahead. Going over with two. Okay, David. Jetto. You're going over? With two. Okay. I'm going under with one. I'm going Mm -hmm. under with one. Baltimore Ravens total rushing yards
1: 135. Ooh. Brian
0: over under. Over. Ooh, Dave.
1: Um, I had a number set in my mind, so it was gonna be whatever you based on whatever you said. And my number was 125, so uh, I will go under. Okay. That'll be the most they've given up this year.
0: They're averaging the Ravens are averaging 164.
1: Hold them under their average.
0: And I'm gonna say under. I think they're gonna hold them under. James Connor rushing yards, 70. Brian, over under.
1: Over. Dave. Give me the push. And that means the Steelers victory because it's over 60. <laughs> That's fine. I'm
0: gonna say under. Okay, I'm gonna say under. And this is why. Benny Snell Jr. yards 50. This is this is a lofty one. People are probably like, what is Jeff thinking? 50 yards for Benny Snell? Jeff is saying he ran good
1: against them in week seventeen. Yes, he did. Jeff is
0: saying that Benny Snell might be a good option here. Fifty yards over under, Brian. What do you think?
2: You know what? I'm going to uh, take the under, but I'm really, really intrigued here.
0: Mm. My wife tells me that all the time. Dave, (laughs) (laughs) Dave, go
1: ahead. Over under. She's really intrigued (laughs) about Brian. What? Sorry. Thank you, Dave. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm uh, I'm sorry. I will go under on that one as well. Like, I love what he did last, last year in Week 17 against the Ravens. It even made Lance Williams a believer when he watched the tape again that said, you know, he's not that bad. No, he's not if you look at that game. But I don't – I see them using him. Um, I can see him getting a lot of those, you know, third and short carries, stuff like that. But Jeff – he could take one of those sitting at the 40-yard line. They want to give it to him on third one, and they hand it off to Benny Snow when he takes it to the house. The you know, that yeah. might be it. So, But I'm still going to go under just based on, on the law of averages.
0: I'm going to go under as well. All right, under as well. Here's another one. Rushing touchdowns for the Steelers, two. Over, under, Brian?
2: Under. Look we'll Dave?
0: Push. I'm going to go with a push as well. I think they're going to get two. I think there's going to be the goal line touchdowns there. Um, Steelers turnovers, one and a half. That's a stat I didn't look up with the Ravens is how they are doing taking the ball away. Dave, do you have that? I do. Go ahead, Ravens, Brian. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah. What's your what's your over-under?
2: I'm going over. I think Ben gets two pick, throws two picks again this week. Oh, two. Okay. Yeah. Dave, over-under?
1: The Ravens have 11 takeaways on the season that ranks When you adjust it by the number of games played, that ranked sixth in the NFL. I'm going to say you said number of one and a half. I'm I'm taking the under because if it's not, then they're in trouble.
0: I'm going to take the under as well. They cannot duplicate what happened uh, last week, even though some of those were rather fluky. I'm going to take the under. I think if they have any, it's just one. Um, Lewis Stamper puts $1.99. Is any chance a blowout win for the Steelers? Stay tuned. Picks are coming up. Put yep. it that way um, takeaways Steelers defensive takeaways. They did not have one in Tennessee last week. I was kind of surprised by that, but we'll say takeaways set at one and a half Brian over under. Let's go over. I think two. All right, Dave,
1: I'm going to go over as well.
0: I'm going to go under with one. I think they get one, but I don't think that it's going to be a sloppy game. Chase Claypool, total yards, total yards, 75 over under Brian. Go ahead.
2: I think he's gonna do some magic with his legs as well. So uh, let's go ahead and say over. Dave.
1: What was the number again? 75
2: total yards, not just receiving yards.
1: B- 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 push. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All oh.
0: of for a push. That's such a Dave move. All of that <laughs> for a push. I'm gonna say over. I think Chase Clay was a good day. Uh Lamar Jackson passing yards, 175. Brian, over or under.
1: I'm actually going to say over. Okay, Dave. I think it's going to be barely under.
0: I'm going to say over because I think they're going to have to throw it to get back. They're not going to be able to run it. He's going to have to throw it. Which, next one, Lamar Jackson rushing yards over under 60. Brian Davis. You guys are going to hate me over.
1: Sheesh. Dave Schofield. I'm actually going to say over as well. I think he's going to lead the lead them in rushing, and they're going to have about 100 and what did I say? 125? Something like that. Yes, you did say 125. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm going to say, I'll say over because he gets those, he gets those big chunk yards sometimes on third down. That's like third and 13, he gets 20. Uh, Steelers sacks on Lamar Jackson or anyone that's carrying the ball back there. Uh, They do run like, you know, wildcat pass. A la after the Stephen Nelson interception against Buffalo last year. Anyways, sacks (laughs) three and a half. (laughs) Sacks three and a half for the Steelers over under Brian sack party back in the house. Let's go six. Whoa, really? Man, that would get them right back on track to their pace. Dave over under three and a half.
1: I'm going over. I'm going five every game. That's (laughs) what I'm doing. I'm
0: going to say under three. I'm going to say under three. Um, And then Ben being sacked. The line set at two and a half over under Brian under two Dave. Same under two. Okay, I'm actually going to go with under as well. I think they get him a couple times, but not not anything crazy. All right, now let's get to the line and the over-under on this game. Dave, give us that so we can give our picks. We'll do bold predictions, trivia, and we're out of here. Go ahead,
1: Dave. Okay, so here we go. The line has moved slightly. It is what we last saw on tally site, which is minus four for the Ravens, so plus four for the Steelers, and the over-under is 46.5.
0: All right, Brian Davis, prediction time. Put your
2: money where your mouth is. What's up? Oh, man, I have been struggling with this. I I was working on Bold and Bizarre. I still don't have one yet, but I'm going to give you just coming from my gut and not everything that comes from my gut's good. I'm just going to tell you that. But <laughs> I'm going to go with a low, a lower score. So I'm going to say it's going to be 26- to 24. Okay. In favor of the Ravens.
0: Oh, you turd. Okay. Dave, go ahead. What's your prediction?
1: I, I am struggling with this. I've been talked about how much I've struggled with this. And the difference is what my with my head and my heart, and I want my gut to break the tie because my heart says says that I I have it going to be a close game. My my heart says Steelers, my head says Ravens, because on paper, I've said this before, on paper, right now, this is the hardest game the Steelers have left. This is it. And if they're not, and if they're and if they're gonna lose a game, this is the most likely game out of all of them to go into Baltimore. So it's this is why we said it. The pressures on the Ravens. But with that, really what Really what's tipped the scale? I want to answer one of the previous um, Super Chat questions about could we see a Steelers blowout? I could see if anyone's going to blow anyone out, I would see it more in favor of the Steelers and the Ravens because I think the way the Ravens are built is not to come from behind, but the Steelers are. They could. So if if you're going to have a blowout one way or the other, that's going to be one of those, the way I would go, if there's going to be one. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I am going to go... With a final score of thirty-one to twenty-seven, when they were in field goal range to tie it at twenty-seven, but get the touchdown late, much like on Christmas a couple of years ago, where the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go into Baltimore and get this W. All right, very good.
0: So, Brian, I, just to double back, did you take the over or the under? I, I didn't I forget your final It was under-based. No, wait okay. a minute.
1: He said 26-24. No, that's over still.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so you you both have over. I yeah. say that I, when I looked at this game from a number standpoint, I've watched the Ravens play a lot, clearly watched every Steelers game. I think this is going to be a defensive game. I think this is going to be one of those old-school Steelers games. Scoring is going to be at a premium. You are going to have... A lot of hard hitting. I I thought the Titans game was very hard hitting. It almost seemed personal, you know, when you watch it. This is going to be very similar. I think this is going to be a rock'em, sock'em style game. But you know what? There's something about this Steelers team. I don't think they get phased by things like playing in Baltimore and playing on the road. It just doesn't phase them. Veteran team, been there, done that. They have a chip on their shoulder because this is the team that's won the AFC North the last two years. I like the Steelers in this game to win 23 to 17, 23 to 17. I'll take the Steelers getting points and I'll take the under. If you want a more detailed version of my pick, check out my let's ride on Friday morning, in which case I give you all that information there. Okay. Bold predictions really quick, bold predictions. Oh, Ezra just put out a bold prediction. He said that Tucker misses a field goal. That would be a bold prediction, believe it or not. Brian, what's your bold prediction that it has nothing to do with Bougie or Dave Schofield? <laughs>
1: It's not uh, me. It's the mask.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's not me. It's the mask. It's, it's a co-editor in the mask, yes. And that's it. I never mentioned Dave Schofield's name, but he's probably going to be up to some some no good this weekend in Charm City. It's some, shenanigans, some shenanigans. Some shenanigans. with Bougie. <laughs> I you say that. Uh, you know what? I'm looking for the Steelers' leading receiver this weekend to be James Washington. Ooh, I like it. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. What's the stat line? How many touchdowns? I'm going to say one touchdown but he's going to lead the team with let's say I want to say about 96 yards.
0: Nice. I love that. Dave
2: Schofield, what's your
0: bold prediction?
1: Well, last last week I went with the Quadfecta. It was I I just missed which team it was. It wasn't the Steelers, it was the Chiefs. They're the ones that had a rushing, a passing, a special teams and a defense. Um this week I'm going to say that there will be either a defensive or special teams touchdown in the game and the team that has it will win the game.
0: So you're saying that one of the teams is going to have of a defensive touchdown is have
1: and whoever does, they're going to win the game unless they both have one and then they even out <laughs> that it's <Okay>. a tie.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. I Spillers really want to have
1: one yet. This year, <clears throat> so that would be, that would be a good time for it.
0: I really want to say that Spilly Robert Spilly Spillane has another bone jarring hit, but you just can't. That's not really He's an inside linebacker. That's part of the job. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with Minka Fitzpatrick makes a big play in this game. I think it's going to be another pick. I think he's due. I think Lamar Jackson is wild enough sometimes throwing the football. I don't want to say wild isn't bad. He'll take risks. Sometimes he will. I think Minka is going to study. He's a smart player. I think he makes a play. I think Minka—that's I maybe mean, not a bold prediction, but Minka has been. A lot of people have been down on Minka Fitzpatrick this season, so uh, that's my bold prediction. All right, Dave, trivia time.
1: All right, I'm ready. This is this is going to be pretty quick. It's right. it's, it's going to be interesting. The Steelers are six and zero. They have only ever gone six and one other time in their history, which was in 1978, and they went on to win the Super Bowl. The Baltimore Ravens are 5 and 1. They have only been they've only ever been 5 and 1 other than the season two other times in their history. Any idea what years those were?
0: say they won Super Bowls both years. Um so you have to think back to those years, right? So
1: I didn't say that they won Super Bowls those years.
0: You said the Raven I, Ravens I kind of one?
1: set it up that way, if you know what I mean. So, well, Missy Matthews, I,
2: I, the <laughs> okay. I think I got this. I think I got this. Okay, go, go ahead, Brian. I'm gonna go with 2008 in Joe Flacco and John Harbaugh's rookie years, and I'm also gonna go in the year 2000 when they won the Super Bowl.
1: Jeff, do you have anything you want me just to answer it? No, go ahead. Okay, the 2008 is very interesting because they, that's the only time their best start ever was 4 and 0 in 2008 but then they lost the next two games. Hmm. They did not start 5 and 1. They started 5 and 1 in 2000 when they won the Super Bowl and they started 5 and 1 in 2012 when they won the Super Bowl. So these two teams are facing off against each other with starting records that the only other time they faced or the only other time they've had these starting records, they've both won the Super Bowl. So something's got to give. But here's something interesting that's going to give. Ravens have never started 6 and 1. Every time they started five and one, they lost the next game.
0: Mm. But they have a good record coming out with the bye and at home against the Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Yeah. All right. Did you see yada, yada, yada that? No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> yada, 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 <laughs> the best part. <laughs> with that said, Brian, what are your final
2: thoughts for the show? Or do you have a trivia question? I forgot to ask. You know, I don't since it's uh Dave's are so compelling. <laughs> Mine is just like uh you know, who went to Vegas and punched a punched a Cincinnati Bengals linebacker um it was Joey Porter, yes. but um <laughs> you know that's what I go for for my trivia, so no, I just do have my final thoughts and speaking of Vegas, I'm the guy that you want to take to Vegas not to bet but to have an awesome time, and you're gonna have an awesome memorable time it's like our hangover show. It's either a good hangover or a really bad hangover, but you'll hang over, but you'll want to go to Vegas with me. But if you're going to go to put some money down, don't because my gut is usually wrong, but I go with the gut. I'm the guy that's in the horror movie. That's that's laying in bed. there, thinking, all right, the murders are over. We're fine. Next thing you know, the knife comes slashing through the tent and then oh. I'm done. So that's what happens with my gut. So my predictions, don't put stock in my predictions. All I'm saying is sometimes my gut goes a little crazy and I worry about things that aren't going to happen. So that's what I'm thinking here.
1: All right, Dave, final thoughts. I, I said this on my other shows this week. What I want more than anything this week is I want a good, crisp game game all around, and I want to see these two teams at their best taking on each other and see who the better team is. I don't want this game factored by poor officiating. I don't want this game factored by um, a key injury to, to anyone on either team, and I don't want this fact this game factored on crazy, crazy bounces and crazy crap that goes all in one team's favor and not the other, even if it was the Steelers' favor. I want the Steelers to win this game based on simply being the better team.
0: My final thoughts is that <clears throat> something I talked about on Let's Ride is that I feel like this rivalry is being renewed. And there were some years where it just it wasn't I don't know. It just seemed kind of outdated. It seemed kind of fabricated. Guys were talking about respecting what in the world is that? I mean, no. No. It's the Steelers and Ravens. Come on, you hate each other. That's fine. It's just supposed to. It's your birthright technically when you got drafted or picked up by Pittsburgh, you're supposed to hate Baltimore. So, I hope that they come out and I hope that it's a game like Tennessee. I thought that was a very hard hitting game and it did seem personal for a lot of different players. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. Like Dave said, I hope there's not, you know, those extenuating circumstances with officiating or injuries that dictate the game. But ultimately, I hope that that is back. I want to see this, oh, this rivalry should just, uh, it's boiling over. I'm waiting for it. I just hope it happens in a Steelers win on Sunday. So there you have it, folks. Hey, key go ahead. to the game, play hard. No, oh, always, always a key to the game. So, <laughs> with that said, I am Jeff Hartman with for Dave Scope and Brian Anthony Davis. Thank you for listening to the Steelers preview. We'll be back next week as we preview a Week Nine game in Dallas against the Cowboys. Hopefully, the Steelers will be seven and zero make sure you check us out in the post game show after the game on sunday and we'll hash it all out. in the meantime, wherever you get your podcast, check us out, follow us Behind the steelcurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things steelers. That's it. Here we go. Let's go Steelers. Dave send us out.
1: Hey.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs>